Caleb. The static. Yes, Caleb. It speaks my name. Uh, yeah, what? Uh, yeah. It's does it? Guys, we're here to talk about the static. Speaks my name. I was thinking about. I was gonna take your side at the beginning of this, but now I'm definitely not. <laughs> Do you look like Foley work? I've been practicing since we last recorded. Yeah, it was like Prairie Home Companion for a sec. That yeah, was nifty. I felt like Ooh. I was in a good big budget cartoon. <laughs> One of them good ones. Uh, guys, welcome to another edition of the Crit Crew. Uh, we are here to talk about The Static Speaks My Name, which is a, a very yeah. small scale indie project led by Jesse Barksdale. It came out uh, last year, I think it was January, it came out on Game Jolt, which is sort of a collection of Unity developers sort of mishmashing their weird ideas. It's the back alley. Yeah, of it is games. like the black tar heroine of <laughs> the gaming world. Um, but you can... Y'all want a game? Right. It, where are my games? You can find <laughs> games like this on there uh, that, are, that are more of... So this in particular is... Honestly, it's a, a 10-minute game at max you play as a character who initially wakes up in this sort of black void uh filled with stars around you but in the distance is sort of this nebulous cloud and you kind of approach it and it gives you uh, name age and a description of method and you wonder what is method and in this case it is asphyxiation uh by death or something like that so spooky. so spooky, spooky. So you kind of—I mean, I didn't, really, I didn't really wonder. It seemed pretty. It, it seemed pretty clear. Concrete. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just go. I go with asphyxiation. It. Can you please just go with this? He might have been murdered. <laughs> so you jump into this cloud. You wake up in this guy's room. Things are a little off, and you can tell immediately the the game is pretty low frills in terms of visual and aesthetic, and we'll we'll get to that when we talk about it. And even that is generous. It is generous, absolutely. It is like baby's <laughs> first video game when it comes to <laughs> Unity. And you wake up in this guy's room, music's a little off-kilter, things seem kind of ominous, and you're given an objective which starts out very simple. It is use the bathroom. And then from that point, you feed yourself, uh, you end up eating uh, your shrimp babies, <laughs> Uh, but then <laughs> my, my, my shrimp babies and ultimately it starts to get more and more dark as it progresses you go to you notice immediately there is this painting of two palm trees sort of in an arc uh, symmetrical formation and it's sort of repeated in the room and then you end up turning a corner the apartment is not that big and it sort of sprawls into this obsessive collection of that same painting but some are altered uh, a little i mean some are in black and white others are in infrared and they have like scribbled notes that clearly were in microsoft paint but it sort of details this obsession that you are starting to understand this character might have with this painter so then you go feed yourself you find a little newspaper clipping of local painter uh kidnapped clues found yeah so you slowly start to piece this together and it quickly becomes evident that you're playing this character's last moments on earth before they do something drastic um and after another menial objective of 
uh, cleaning the microwave. The next objective is uh, figure out what to do with the man in the cage. And that's sort of where the game goes off the rails and you sort of, you're, you're piecing this narrative together as it goes along with just subtle hints and the player's um, interaction with the world, especially when he's chatting online with friends. It's, it's a very desperate person sort of trying to get out their angst and feelings but just can't even quantify it. Um, and then it sort of snowballs into you're holding this painter hostage in a cage which has a, a whole art setup of um, sprawl paint, um, the nines, you know, when you're really setting some ambiance. <laughs> yeah. It, like when you're, locked, you're really making this game sound so much more detailed than it is. You have to speed up. You're killing me. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just, I want to, I want to give it some, it, it's a 10 minute, it's a That's 10 true, minute game. But, you know, like, I feel like every but, step ultimately. He does have a point. Very few people are going to know anything about this. So to understand it, we kind of do have to give you everything. Right. It, yeah, it happens in a blink of an eye also. Except that, again, this this is issue one. That is everything. I, I think, Haunt, can I think, tell us how the game ends. I think you said basically every step. Right, right. I was giving you every <laughs> He didn't give us the last one. We're waiting on step so, six. So um, the last step, once you finally decide to do you know, what it is to the man in the cage, your last objective is let your body rest. And you're kind of fumbling, thinking, does this mean the bed? What? And you can't interact with the bed. It's not the bed. It's the closet. It's the closet, <laughs> listeners. You open up the closet, and boom, there's a chair. You look up, there's a noose. Real good time. So then you use the noose and kill yourself. And it shoots you back to that um, void. But instead of one nebulous cloud, there are multiple clouds surrounding you. And you kind of walk up to each. There's very ominous music playing. And each cloud gives you a different person and their cause of death. So conceivably, you're this uh, figure, figure, this entity that is going into each person's last few moments on Earth. You just so happen to pick the yeah. most fucked up one. <laughs> you're right. So that is the game. Yeah. I'm sorry for being so long-winded. I just... <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> happy friday everyone happy, yeah. canonized friday canonized friday so uh, my question to you yeah. guys as you know having no real idea about what this was kind of just walking into it um what are your initial sort of impressions like i said the aesthetic is just completely <sighs> stripped down to the point where it's yeah. non-existent really yep yeah, it's uh, I mean, Max, why don't you go first? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the aesthetic is it's stripped down past the point of jazz punk, and that's saying, um, something. yeah, for, yeah, for those who haven't played jazz punk, jazz punk was pretty bare bones, it's pretty bare bones, but they own, but it, it, they owned it. The issue that one of the biggest issues I had with this game is that the aesthetic was very unclaimed, mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't, everything. It's, there was no sense of there were little bits like the static TV screens and the boarded up windows, that that had it feel like it had a sense of uh, aesthetic ownership, but um, that was kind of the only point. <laughs> my my only defense to that could be this guy has never really dabbled in game development, uh, but in terms of an aesthetic, it is. 
you know, I can make the argument that this character is so far gone and is finding this obsession in a painting that is um, really. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, no, no. I'm, that. I'm, okay, yeah. That's... Here's the problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm willing to forgive if it's like it's funny that you said or at the beginning baby's first video game because that's exactly what i said to max before this started <laughs> i am willing to forgive someone who is trying their best with what mm-hmm. they have my problem was that the tone and I, in this case the art style was just super inconsistent like if he like tried to do something that was at least like repeated mm-hmm. but it's like every art asset looked a little bit different and not done in a way that seemed intentional and that even happened with the tone. Like, there are weird, like, jokes throughout mm-hmm. the game that just, like, si- they serve absolutely no purpose. Of the- Like, there's a book on your bookshelf that's like, oh, Benjamin Franklin Erotica. I'm like, yeah. okay, what How, if genocide can right ruin now? your weekend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't, like... Even, even it, the you... chatting with friends online, which is talking to a, uh, a sex bot. A real, a ho- real horn dog. A real horn dog <laughs> sex, sex chat box. Even even that, I was kind of like, yeah, this is the, this yeah. is what we're going with. I didn't I didn't actually <laughs> think that was greatly successful. I did like the uh, the responses Emily, though. Emily, I like the Emily is away esque response thing where mm-hmm. you you have the chat window and then it lets you pick between like two equally depressing. Uh, I did not options. think we would ever be making callbacks to Emily is away. <laughs> hey, you know what it is. Listeners go back um, and listen. Art but is a conversation. <laughs> it's got it's got that same feel of like you pick a chat option and then your character actually types out like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but the, yeah, the internal thoughts yeah. I thought were ultimately quite dark and unexpected, especially when you have this tone that it, it really the the success of this game comes from its sound design and the score, which I think is I ultimately I fell for it. I, I thought it kept it, score, it kept the, building to something this, that was like, all right. I feel very uneasy. I don't know where this is going. These objectives are kind of mundane. What's going? Why do I feel uneasy? The score, the score yeah. was very good. Yeah, I'll give it that. But the pro- okay, so the problem with the objectives is this is something I thought about a couple times. I think <coughs> so. Yeah, there, there are little bits and pieces of this game that I think showed good promise or were willing to talk about, like, something about, like, showing a very dark mindset or situation mm-hmm. by going through very banal day-to-day activities. There's something interesting there, like, just, like, going through, get food, eat the mic, like, clean the microwave. But when the game starts and it's, like, go to the bathroom and you spend ten seconds listening to a peeing sound, staring at, like, a two-polygon shower, the game lost me, like, right there. Like, I already... I totally lost interest. Now here's the funny thing. Um, I didn't notice the prompt thing that popped up, and I think that popping up prompts are stupid anyway, so I would have ignored it. So I just started wandering, <laughs> and I found the dude in, the, in I found the dude in the cage almost immediately, and then the game read very differently from the get go. I didn't even notice him on the first playthrough. I just saw the room full of uh, the different pictures, and I'm like, okay, and I moved on. No, I, uh... I did not... Like, I, I saw felt no I, reason to investigate anything. I took the wrong door, saw the key, took the key, and then accidentally opened the, the bookcase room, and then oh was like, God. why is there a guy in a cage? What's going oh on? Maybe God. I should actually try to figure out what the plot is. So you, but you broke the, it. The problem... 
No. <laughs> no, I don't Ultimately, think so. Ultimately, they, they any... should have they should have locked it. You know, like until yeah, don't let don't let this on right. Max. The the issue I have is ultimately it doesn't translate well. The order of narrative doesn't read phenomenally, and unless you're reading literal literal white prompts that spell out what you're supposed to do, there isn't any sort of sense of one no, 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 no. direction. I, I, for me, I think it is the objectives start out sort of like guiding you along with very simple things that you're doing. You're observing the environment. The, the tiny art assets that are in there give you some sort of context. I think the objectives serve as a punchline for sort of the narrative you've pieced together. Ultimately, when you get up and you clean that microwave and then it says, deal with the man in the cage, I remember that moment being, oh shit, this is starting to make sense. So for me, the objectives were easing you into a punchline. They served a purpose. So that's interesting because when I played it, that was a very interesting moment because that was a very big switch, but I never discovered the man in the cage. So it was just like, okay, this is interesting oh there's no resolution okay well <laughs> so that's done have you paid attention to the notes david there was a note Here's... about the bookshelf i was like this there... just go to the bookshelf i don't want to be too hard on this game because the guy has limited resources but like yeah there was something to piece together there were definitely like breadcrumbs and stuff to piece together a narrative but i don't think the way it was presented was successful. Like, oh, that's gonna that's gonna sound that's too very, harsh. That's well, here we, harsh. here we are now. Here we are now. We can't turn. No, no. What I mean, like, okay, yeah. So what I what my initial thought was, and this is something I thought while playing, is you could just hold up a blank screen that said "Think about your loved ones dying," and that probably would have hit me more than what this <laughs> game did. <laughs> like, it could have been a five second screen of that, and it probably would have had more of an impact on me oh than what they did God, here. I feel like I could no longer be a part of this podcast. For the past three episodes, <laughs> getting, getting. It's not like there again. There was stuff that could like super have worked. I just don't think the tone and the way the narrative was presented. The tone, it didn't work for me. The I totally, tone and the narrative and the graphics and the, the prompts and the like. The the, 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 wa- the walking simulation. <laughs> I read the reviews, and it's not like I'm reading that thinking, how dare you uncultured people feel this way. Like, I can see where people are coming from, but for me, it just super did not land. I think it's the beginning of an interesting idea. The idea of playing a, uh, a character's final moments and playing it, but also playing it interrupted, where you're, you're essentially piecing together as you find it, is interesting. I just yeah, there things like eating the shrimp in the fish tank. They, those that actually that had a backwards effect on me. That did that. I didn't find that successful. Um, because the I mu- thought it was interesting. I thought it was I interesting it was too. Inter- I thought, but that, those are the moments that made me think of the sort of sarcasm and surreal nature of like jazz punk. And then it and then that made a even like worse effect of me thinking going like oh wow. Jazz Punk did this so much better. And this isn't even what it's doing, but it's making me think of a game that did a thing really interestingly. But guys, what about that President Obama meme drawing on the fridge? (laughs) That's exactly what I was talking about with the things that took me out of it. Like, it was funny, but it's just like... Alright, I feel really bad for being so hard on it, so I'm gonna just talk about, like, like what it did well. I mean, they're, they're fair criticisms, honestly. If it didn't 
If it didn't stick... Yeah, but I'm always doing that. Yeah, that's kind of your fucking role. Cool. Ooh. I would say... <laughs> strong... I, what would you say are lasting points in the game for you, David? Ask Caleb first. Okay. Well, I, I feel oh, like I, we've covered what I find fascinating about this game. There's a lasting so. point. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, then give me a second to think about it. Yeah, Talk wow. about something so there's not dead air while I think wow. about it. Yeah, nice. No, I was you guys, gonna it's do just it. going to be white noise. No, I can say things. <laughs> Did you not get that joke, Max? Oh, all right, static fine. white noise. Okay, whatever. I'm not. I'm uh, not listening for weird, obscure jokes to weird, obscure games. <laughs> um, ultimate, so, ultimately, all right. So I will fill in some some time here um, by by saying that for m- <laughs> that's how you know it's a good podcast. Yeah, filling in time. <laughs> nice for bringing. Let me kill some up. time for you guys. I was all ready to launch into something and avoid the conversation. Oh, okay, of dead okay. Air, then, but yeah, no, Matt, then Max, you go for it. Then maybe I can just tail off of what you're about to say. About I was, I was just going to say the things that I thought were successful, while David thinks the things that he thinks that were su- successful. I thought that there were definitely moments where the aesthetic lined up with the tone. Uh, part of the issue is that the the sound, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give the credence to. I figured out pretty quickly that it seemed like it was a last moments kind of thing. Because um, actually, it doesn't say uh, asphyxiation. It says asphyxiation by hanging. By hanging. So I immediately, it was like, I was immediately like, oh, I'm, this character or whatever is going to kill themselves. Cool. Um, but the music was great for that. I mean, the slow building tone was really kind of exceptional. Um, but it only really function for me like so the moment when you wake up and you stare at the poster on the ceiling mm-hmm. that i liked that was an interesting introduction the the poster has a simultaneous it, it's it's the aesthetic is working there the poster is very the po- like, sketchy the, the poster says today will be a better day mm-hmm. yeah um and that worked and then the going from the poster the person leaning onto their side with the hyper polygonal alarm clock of 4:22 a.m. and the shrimp tank across mm-hmm. that whole setup intro i think worked pretty well um and i actually i also liked the hallway with the tv screens and the boarded up windows that were casting that sort of one light source in the entire unit mm-hmm. i thought those were strong moments it's just that it felt like walking through the dark all of the halls were just blank or they would have the the um what's it called the the tree painting and they just there wasn't anything to there wasn't anything there to absorb it was just like oh i'm in this super polygonal dark space with palm tree paintings all right i got it <laughs> all right he's got it, is it no Listeners, it's, it's, caleb don't give can me that you, can you pause david's got it he's okay. got it <laughs> i think that this game if I look at it as sort of like a proof of concept, I can I can get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, if mm. this guy got like an actual studio, like imagine like if the Chinese room <laughs> got to like take this, <laughs> like uh, if like the Ooh. Chinese room or like some like other small company like that got to like do this and make it like an hour long experience, mm-hmm. I think that'd be good if they could like flesh out the environment and make the build draw out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if it can instead of just like going in the other room and all of a sudden there are paintings everywhere if you can slowly see them scattered mm-hmm. until it's all over the place um and actually i think like what could have made it better for me as it is right now is just take out that beginning <coughs> segment in space like just open 
in the room mm. just like okay this is a regular walking simulator thing and then it just slowly gets weird right. instead of start weird okay. get normal get weird again that so i don't think like it's it's hard for me to look at this right now and appreciate it but like <laughs> if, if like yeah that did not come out right it's yeah, hard for me to like not. super connect to the game um but like if it could if it somehow became like an hour-long experience with like a couple more team members on it I think this could be actually pretty successful. Mm-hmm. I think proof of concepts a fair, a fair phrase to use for this. To be honest, um, I think it's actually a proof of concept of two different games. It could. What's the? What are they? It could either Shrimp be. Eating. The, it, yes, it could either be the weird shrimp eating cooking mama person, person. Yeah, cooking mama simulator. <laughs> no. It could be the weird, like, person living in destitute with a, you know, uh, a, a painter locked in his creepy um, bookshelf room. It could be that game. Or it could also be a game where you play, like, 30 characters' last moments. Mm-hmm. The issue is that, that could be the issue is that it isn't either at the moment. So you're saying it could either be Layers of Fear or PT? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so listeners yeah, yeah, just you know what? Uh, that's actually a, that's that's a fair yeah layers of fear or pt how about listeners just go play those games then because apparently this just didn't cut it for anybody i oh, promise is, look we're the crit crew i'm supposed to critique like don't get I, c- caleb i love you i promise you i promise you if you play uh the static is my name and then you play pt you'll probably like pt more but that's a pretty unfair comparison <laughs> i mean both were made by one p why one person i mean Hide- hideo kojima made pt yeah. by himself so all yeah, by himself. Like, they 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 plugged his brain into a computer and Wait. he made the game while he slept and then he from kept the dreams shouting, of kojima uh, fox die. So, PT aside. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to, mo- do, to Caleb? Is there anything you want to do to sort of like, and any of like your personal experience well, with this game? Because you're the one. You said you played it before. Right. So this was something that you know when I graduated college, I was trying to break into developing games for a living. Uh, look at where that's turned. Anyway. I was trying to figure out communities that I could sort of latch onto who were doing something different, and Game Jolt sort of struck my fancy. And this game was out at around that time, and I remember not having much experience with Unity-based games whatsoever and thinking it was just a platform for kind of junky experiments. But playing something that was succinct enough and I think explored a theme to this capacity in a Unity game for something that is just very bare bones but has certain areas that like are I think very well developed like we talked about the score and sound effects um, I, I just really it validated this idea of working with just independent people and in, in people who had a vision for their project and it didn't have to have like a resounding impact like a dragon age inquisition <laughs> but max's favorite max's game. favorite game <laughs> but it was it was saying something that made you just sort of reflect on that 10 minutes that you had and you could just sort of parse whatever you wanted and could move on so for me i this was the game that made me 
believe in the indie independent developer, the the voice who had something that needed to be said and sort of explored mm-hmm. in this medium. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I mean, we 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 already kind of said it. So do we want to move into sort of final thoughts that that particular section of our serial podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh shit, we're doing serial so, season yeah. three. Da, oh yeah. Da, I just realized that theme song is really boring to just do out. (laughs) Much like the static speaks my name. Uh, Incredibly boring. (laughs) Uh, So instead of talking about just sort of like our final thoughts, we talk about like sort of the impact this game would have on sort of video games as an art form. Um, I will start and just say that because of its, because of its size, I don't think, you can say this sort of like has a huge impact like you can see where he's sort of drawing inspiration from but i will say that this is just another example because of like video games being a digital medium and the ability to disperse digital products so easily i think it just sort of speaks of how easily accessible the community can be that this guy can make sort of like a really janky small experiment but it really gets like seen by millions of people, and I think that's a really powerful part of video games as an art form. That's sort of uh, that's what things have become. It's it's kind of it's very interesting. It's it's that strength of and it's talked about Undertale earlier. Another game, it's totally possible episode. for these these yeah. <laughs> no, it, that's this weekend. <laughs> uh, it's totally possible for just these like kind of solo ventures to amount to a tangible, physical, playable end product. Um. It's great. I think it's great for these kind of things like this, which they're it's bare bones, but it's a start. It's a it's it you know what it is? It's a sketch. It's a sketch that begins something, um, and it's something which people can then uh, you know actually experience. Not not something which yeah. is just going to rot in a folder, mm-hmm. but something which is actually shareable and then playable, and then people can actually give input. And then if they do follow up on this, it can be made into something at a much grander scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ultimately that do you is... Have, yeah, do you have anything that you haven't said already? That, that is summing up my feelings entirely. And I, I okay. know that's it didn't land quite as well with you both, but for me, I had not... It had sort of brought feelings of um, uneasiness and tension that I feel like big budget games struggle with often. And it was on such a shoestring budget that it took me by surprise. And it's the fact that we live in a day and age where these voices can be heard and even if you don't necessarily like it or think there are only a couple parts that really resonate with you it's still amazing that we have this and it's easily accessible so it will continue to see these sketches like max uh has said that sort of can maybe reflect off each other and communicate with one another and who knows like this individual could collaborate with another uh game jolt developer and then they can create something equally as fucking strange but maybe more polished so mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, that continued dialogue I think is much more realized with this platform so right. um, yeah that's that's that. it's definitely 
it's a unique platform. It's a platform to check out, and it's a platform we're probably going to be revisiting. I would say, chances are, because interviewing, because reviewing small games is uh, fun to do, and also easy on our schedules. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy taking candy from a baby. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Baby's first game. Uh, yeah, so this <laughs> Baby's first game. Baby first so game. Short... Baby first game doesn't look good. <laughs> Bad baby. So this was a short one, but I feel like that's needed sometimes. Uh, guys, guess mm. what? We've got an email. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Not only we actually got we actually got two. Um, oh fuck. They're both from. They're both from listener Nathan, who is currently our favorite listener, I guess by default. What happened to Brian? Um, oh wow. Who? 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 Oh yeah, we got <laughs> we got Brian as well. Um, <laughs> well, he hasn't sent us an email, sure, so get on your true, game, Brian. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, get fucked. All right, you're gonna get an email now. Um, okay. So yeah. So the first e- the, this there are two parts of this first one. Uh, we introduced. He did not know. I believe this goes back to our Thomas was alone episode was not familiar with Duchamp's work and no the Stanley Parable yeah and now we have introduced him to Duchamp and I think if anything that, being able to introduce listeners to better artists than ourselves is a success that's a I'll take that success also they want us to do more accents which is interesting I don't oh, think we did many accents to begin with I don't think we did many accents to begin with. Oh god! Oh, oh god! Please, David, just say the email so we can quit adjourn this. And no, get no, out. no, no, get no. Out. We have to get no, out. No, 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 no. All right, we'll go through our more emails. Um, and the other one was we actually did get a for my random fan art submissions. We did get an angry Master Chief, which I posted on the Facebook group, which we have. So that's exciting. Who? Who, boy? Nathan really is. Yeah. Her, uh... So do you want to do you want to do fan art of people in cages? Get, send us your the static is my name artist in cage fan art very please. very do, very beautiful do you like fan art send me those uh, beautiful paintings you, baby send your send, send them to crit crew podcast at gmail.com yes please thank you it is me logo bordello uh. <laughs> Hello, it is me. All right, wow, all right. This is we got to. St- this has to be stopped. All right, so man, um, this is a, sorry this for is a that down. So sorry for that drop in quality, real quick. Yeah, this is where the quality drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the episode. Who? All right, listeners. Well, well, um, well. Oh, 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 shit. Guys, oh, Critadurn, I gotta stop this. I have to stop this. I have up. to stop this, Critadurn. Please, 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 please. This crit is adjourned. <laughs>